0: X world, Pux World, Pux World, B-U-X world. B-U-X world. Branding with the big faces. I love listening to it.
1: Kane Sims. Kane Sims,
0: Kane Sims, Kane Sims, the one and only Britain's finest, Mister Kane Sims. Dustin. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin Coates. I like it when you guys are together
1: and talking about boys. Without further ado, welcome to the show. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to VUX World. I'm your host, as always, Kane Sims, and I'm joined today by Dan Morlin. Dan, welcome to VUX World.
0: Uh Kane, great to be here. I love the intro. That's just yeah. that's awesome.
1: It's cool, isn't it? It's cool. Funnily enough, fun fact, I don't know if many people know this, but the song that you're hearing is a song that I actually made myself when uh, when I used to do music production and all that lot. It's got loads of samples in it and all that lot, but yeah. All the arrangements, all the sampling, all the mixing, all that kind of stuff was done by yours truly, so there's a little bit of personal uh, personal touch to that intro there, Dan.
0: Does it run in the credits uh, at the
1: end? It does, <laughs> it does. The credits are a mile long. It says, uh, production, Kane Sims. Song Kane Sims cuts Kane Sims, uh, yeah. There you go. Just but, uh, uh, repeat. <laughs> repeat, <yeah>. repeat, 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 <laughs> repeat. That's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, glad to have you along. Uh, excited to to jump into this chat about Lucy AI. Lots of interesting stuff happening in the world these days in the workplace when it comes to conversational AI, obviously enhanced and fueled by COVID, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, for those that don't know of yourself, Dan, for those that don't know about Lucy AI, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and and what Lucy is? Uh,
0: Absolutely. Um, So, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been uh, in the in the technology space often enabling uh, marketing and marketing um, automation websites interactive uh, so I, I, I we have similar histories right uh, all the way da- all the way back to uh, video production and and uh, and you know I I have this beard is gray. Yours is not, uh, is it's not gray. gray. So it's getting, it's getting I have, a, I have a longer, longer history. Um, uh, but today what we're doing is, is really, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, the category is enterprise knowledge management, but the idea is, uh, very simply, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting at my, my computer at the, in the enterprise turns out I'm not in the office, but that doesn't harm us at all. And I, know that there's a piece of information somewhere. I know it's here uh, and, um, and it's how do I find it? And so uh, Lucy leverages all of the kind of internal information in an organization and, and helps you find answers, uh, again, through that, you know, uh, chat type interface. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, a, it's an awe-inspiring experience where, um, you know, if I had a million PowerPoint uh, slides uh, or and I know the answer in inside there somewhere, and Lucy brings back the slide with the answer on it. Um, it's just one of those moments you go because I couldn't have done that in in a year or ten years. Mm. Uh, you know, so just just found the answer. So
1: so 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 Lucy is it's almost like. A, how would you describe it? I don't want to use the word middleware because I don't think it is. It's more of a front end to a company's documents, uh, you know, presentations, potentially knowledge management systems, potentially things like CRMs, all all of the above, is that right?
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean if you to think about it in old world terms, it's a unified search tool, right? So it unifies the search across all of your internal platforms. So, um, and, uh, and search being normally finds you a document. Lucy doesn't find documents. Lucy focuses on finding you the answers from inside of your uh, uh, documents or data. Uh, Lucy, fo- there's, I'll call three categories of data. Uh, the primary purpose of Lucy, the primary function is internal uh, internally focused and not what we call unstructured data. So most data is referred to as, as structured data. It's columnar, it's in the database, it's in an Excel spreadsheet. It's, you know, just, it's raw data. Mm-hmm. But uh, companies spend a lot of money converting data into knowledge. And mostly that's put into a Word document, a PDF, a PowerPoint, it might be in an audio file, it might be in a video file, right? And so what we want to do is leverage all of that information that, that has been converted to knowledge in a more usable form than a query against the database. And so Lucy literally can search through all of that at the same time. That data, those files, they can be stored in SharePoint, they can be filed in Box, Dropbox, Uh, They can be in Salesforce. They can be in kind of any repository, but not just any, all of them at the same time. So uh, a typical implementation might be old SharePoint, new SharePoint, Box, and Salesforce. And so we have all of those. And you're, you're asking the question. Lucy looks through all of those repositories and finds the answer from within that. So that's the first category and primary category of where the data resides. Second is third party purchase data. So if you're using e-marketer, business intelligence insider, some, some form of purchase data, we also query that for the same question at the same time. So you might get an answer from your, you know, uh, SharePoint and you might get an answer from e-marketer next to each other. And so you, it gives you some validation. It also draws that forward. And then the third category is um, kind of a systems integration where more structured data exists. And so that's where um, uh, Tableau or Power BI dashboards could be drawn forward. Uh, uh, um, Knowledge Hound, other you know, kind of third-party systems or internal systems can all be drawn forward. So again, I ask a question of Lucy, I might get, you know, the top three answers might come from different uh, PowerPoint, a PDF, and a video file. I might get a fourth answer from uh, Business uh, Intelligence Insider and a fifth answer um, from a, a Tableau dashboard. Boom. And I do that, and it happens in seconds.
1: You mentioned video there. So what are you doing transcribing and searching video transcripts and dropping people off at the appropriate point in the video, as well as.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Both video and audio files. If I ask a question, you know, Hey, what, uh, you know, tell me about uh, the increase of use of couponing uh, in social media during COVID. And, uh, and it turns out there's a hour long focus group and, somebody asked a question at the 22 minute and 30 second mark that video comes up cued to that moment um and yeah it's leveraging the transcription it's doing uh screen recognition so if there's things on the screen uh it's uh we can we can you know pull that forward and search from those things too
1: Mm, interesting so I think there's a couple of questions I have around the the three different categories, because I'd be interested in learning a little bit more about, um, certainly on the structured data where you've got systems that potentially have APIs access and things like that. Uh, So we'll delve into that in a minute. But from where we are now, so let's just just summarize where we are now to see if I've understood it correctly. So we've got Lucy AI as a conversational front-end chat. Is it voice chat?
0: voice uh we we're not doing voice today though we have voice completely enabled um most of our answers are graphical in nature so it's a one it, the voice becomes one way it's not like you can mm. read back the video <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, uh you or present that powerpoint slide uh yeah. in the same light uh although we do have the capability of um uh, you know, kind of a summary of the answer that we're doing that can happen in the chat uh, and could happen through an audio interface. The audio part is easy. I will also say you know if you if you have Siri, you know audio still introduces uh errors mm. it's not perfect, so you just have to watch the transcription too
1: yeah, oh yeah, definitely yeah, yeah but yeah, voice might might increase the speed of the of the input, but it might give you a more complex. Things to deal with because people talk differently than they than they type. But nevertheless, it's a conversational interface where you can type a query. It searches those three different types of data categories: uh, PowerPoints, PDFs, Word documents, uh, any subscription services or third-party data that you might have access to and pull in, plus structured data like Power BI, uh, anything like that, queries, query systems, and stuff like that. Um, the the question. The the devil's advocate question that I think is interesting to get into because last time we spoke you had a, a good answer for this, uh, not to put you on the spot or put too much pressure on the next response, uh, <laughs> but uh, but you were talking about essentially the problem that it solves. So what, what's the problem that it's like, why, why don't people just open Power BI and look at the, at the dashboard? Why don't people open the PowerPoint deck and just go to slide 12? Like what's the real issue and real, the real problem that it's solving?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because uh, if you just think about your own laptop, your own computer, your own hard drive or storage device, I can't even find what I know is on there sometimes, right? You know, you're, 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 I know I did this PowerPoint. I know it exists and I still have trouble finding it. But if you think about it from now, I have a work group of a dozen people and I'm in a department of a hundred people and I'm in a, you know, in a division of a thousand people in a company of 20,000 people. How do I find what is available to me that might have been published by you, somebody down the street, somebody in another building, somebody in another, you know, city, somebody in another country. And so we so we, we have that capability just saying, hey, if it's if it's you know available and published, and again, not my private documents, but that shared work group file, uh, the research that we publish on this product. You know, if I'm in a company and I, you know, product A does research and product B could use the same research, how would they find that? Um, or similar research, those those types of uh, opportunities. Uh, the second thing is I need to know how. I need to be actively in each of those interfaces. Hmm. So um, if you think about, again, the three categories of data. So I have a question I'm researching, and I might go, hey, you know, I think Kane. Did something, So I pick up the phone and call them or I text them or I, you know, um, uh, you know however I chat with you, right? Whatever, whatever technology, um, I slack you. Say, hey, do you have that research you did? And then it becomes keen, it becomes your problem to find it on your hard drive now, mm. <laughs> which I know I did it and it's there somewhere if I know who did it and where it was done. Second thing is then I have to log in to each of the purchase research systems. So, you know, I I have to know I can, I have to have a username and password. I have to know the interface and I have to log into, you know, BII and eMarketer and again, whatever else you're buying, Nielsen, whatever those things are and do that research. And then I have to go to my internal system where I might even have three internal systems. So we have a dashboard system using Tableau or Power BI, likely one or the other. And so I can look at those dashboards, but we're using Zappy for a different set of data, we're you know, we're using Knowledge Hound for a different set of data. So I just had to log in 5 6 times. I had to bother Kane and ask him to do something for me. Um, and all of which is delayed by uh the both the activities but you know turns out kane's doing a podcast right now so he can't even get to it for an hour and a half right and Mm -hmm. so so the ability to do that all in seconds and but the other piece is not limited by by lucy it's enabled by lucy when i say that if i find that powerpoint slide i can still get to the deck if i find the um the answer in uh, eMarketer, I can click through and it'll take me into Log If I'm you know, single sign on, logged in uh, and take me to that interactive piece. If I'm in uh, Power BI or Tableau, I can interact with the data in Lucy, uh, you know, ask, you know, whatever is in that dashboard. But I also can click through and get taken to Power BI to that dashboard and be in the system. So it's a GPS to help you find where that data is. If all you need is the answer that's on the screen, it's there for you. Hmm. Boom, you're done. If you need more, if you need to interact with it, if you need to play with the data and empowered by the tool that is Power BI, go do it. We we don't. Lucy isn't here to be a better Power BI or Tableau. Lucy's here to make sure you know it's there, available and to you. It's there to make sure you're taking advantage of all the subscriptions to all the data you own and have and you're spending money on and also all the data that you've spent money creating we have a crazy fact and this is this is from a data storage company so it's it's actually validated but 90% of the powerpoints and it's really all related data, but we'll use PowerPoints. 90% of the PowerPoints created are never opened again after 90 days. So the company spent, you just put 40 hours into building this PowerPoint deck. You presented it once. It's put on a SharePoint server and it's just stored. Never opened again. And so it's access to that. Hmm. And and the easiest way for me to redo it is to either just redo the work and people are spending 20%, 30% and as high as 40% of their time, just looking for data inside these companies, big companies. Hmm. So it's how do I just get to the answer? How do I make decisions faster? How do I pull together the knowledge I need? Um, how do I not redo the work? How do I not redeploy um, the, you know, the, a survey for answers we already have? How, you know, it, it saves a lot of time, a lot of money, and the time to decision can be, you know, minutes versus, you know, days, weeks, or months.
1: Mm. Interesting. It's it's really interesting that because <clears throat> for a long time, we've kind of been talking about and, and, you know, drawing attention to different areas where conversational AI adds value. And, and a lot of the benefit, nine times out of 10, the benefit is around what you've just described there time saving, reducing friction, and those kind of things. And it's interesting how the benefits are the same most of the time, no matter where it's applied. But the area that it is applied is it's finding the right area to apply it, where the, where the real value is. And so, for example, you know, I've got a slide that I present quite a lot, which is, to demonstrate the value of having a voice interface on an app, and it's basically a shop, a, a Spotify screen with a podcast playing, probably VUX World or something similar, and uh, and if you wanted to go from playing that podcast to going into doing something else, like playing another song by another artist, the the, the you need to do about nineteen clicks. You close it. You you press the search. You type the search. You tip the tap the artist. You 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 know. So basically, the value of the of the conversational interface there is the exact same thing. It gets you to somewhere faster. It's a time saver. It's less friction. Um, and you can apply that in loads of different areas. You can apply that to, you know, the drive-through, which I've just seen. I can't remember the company now who's just got um, launched the the recent drive-through application. You can apply it in whole, a whole range of different areas, um, but the area that you found to apply it to is a problem that obviously exists. I've, I've had that exact same problem this week while I've been trying to prepare some slides. I was giving a talk. In fact, it was last week. I was giving a talk last week at our company uh, to a design team, and I knew that I had some slides around that had things on them that I've spoke about before, but I'm going through deck after deck after deck trying to find those few slides, you know what I mean? So it's interesting how you found... The benefit's exactly the same. Maybe that's the universal benefit of a conversational interface, but the problem to be solved is a unique one that I think very few have really cottoned on to.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, first of all, the 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 conversational component, how we get it, what we're doing um, isn't unique, right? Uh, people are asking questions and, 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 um, and searching and doing things. We do some very unique things on the back end and on the uh, and the one of the biggest unique things is we don't ask you to move your data into our system. So our competitors all ask you to upload what you want in their knowledge management system into the knowledge management system. Mm. And so So one of the uniquenesses is we don't, the the data resides where it resides. We're not in the business of housing data. We're not the system of record. Uh, When you think of it from a security standpoint, that document is still on your SharePoint server. That data is still in your Power BI. Uh, the third party data being different, but it's not as it's not as security minded because you bought it on the outside and anybody could buy it. Mm. Um, uh, so the idea being we don't ask you to do that. We don't ask you to spend time uploading, making sure it's there. It's just there because you put it up uh, because you stored it where you always stored your data you know, which is a huge thing. It's automatically tagged. AI is doing all kinds of things to allow you to find that data. But we tag at the sub-component level, not the document level. So if you have a thousand-page PDF and you make metadata tagging to what it is, you'll have, you know, a series of things. Let's just say there's 20 keywords, uh, 20 concepts, 20, you know, components inside there. But I break it down into the section, um, uh, uh, break it down into a paragraph or a page or whatever. So if it's a thousand pages, I might have 2000 subsets of metadata.
1: Mm. Interesting.
0: Which is how we can bring it back. Everybody else is doing it at the at the document level and so you get a
1: document back yeah interesting and so,
0: so I mean it's it's a huge huge differentiation and it's all automated you put a new file in SharePoint a few hours later it's available in Lucy you delete a file it gets deleted from Lucy nobody does anything in the process
1: interesting so how does how does this tagging work then is it if it's completely and totally automated obviously it's doing some degree of scanning and and if some form of indexing or something like that but when someone then feeds a query to it are you using natural language understanding to to pick up on the right place to go in terms of the right sub component or is it is it keyword driven
0: well uh, i know it's not keyword driven and as a matter of fact we we have this beautiful chart it's uh it's a, we'll call it a, you know, a bell curve. And so keywords give you answers. So I don't want, but the answers are not nearly as precise, accurate, or valuable as a full, a full sentence, kind of, as I would ask you, you know, you you know, similarly, that's the best way to communicate with Lucy. So, you know, and again, keywords will give you answers, but they're not, they're, they're not nearly as precise. And then, um, if you get too complex in your question, like you, you really are asking four questions, we drop back down. It gets harder to do that. We need a really good single question, um, you know, kind of thing, not a compound question. Yeah. Uh, you, you, a compound question you need to ask in, in, in iterations. And we're doing some things to break it apart and try to do that better. But the reality is let's get you the answer to your question just like I would ask you. Um you know, or ask the, anybody down the hall um, at the water cooler, hey, I'm really looking for the, the you know, the margin, sales margin uh, analysis of, that we did on product X and market Y. You know, hmm. well, that's much better than, you know, product X, market Y, you know, kind of keyword searching.
1: Hmm. There's no context for keywords either, is there? You don't yeah. you understand the actual question. You just understand vaguely what the topic is, kind of thing. But um, in, interesting. So one one of the value one of the value points you mentioned from this is that it stops people from going from one system to another. Very much in the same way as the value of RPA or robotic process automation on the back end is is stopping a human from going from one system to another to another. Um, so. That's that's an interesting uh, proposition, but the question is, where does it manifest itself? Like, does do people need to open a Lucy AI app in order to access Lucy AI, or is it like a widget on the desktop? Is it like a embedded in Salesforce? Like, how do people actually fire it up to to use it?
0: Right. So, um, I, it, there, they sh- there's some. Various ways is the first answer, but Lucy today is primarily a, a, a website application. Uh, often it's a link from something, some internal place, right? So you're 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 looking at it and, and you click on, hey, I'm interested in Lucy, and it and it drives you uh, you know to that uh, Lucy interface. Um, uh, it's, it is not an app. Uh, though it may be embedded uh, similarly, you know, uh, into something. Um, And uh, not to uh, announce something, but yesterday, uh, we actually have the ability to embed into other chat interfaces, not Lucy. And we rolled out the first one, Yesterday, and it's for a specific client in a specific time frame. So, um, it actually uh, so the On Twenty Four video platform,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which runs kind of video, you know, conferences and the like. Mm-hmm. So, one of our large um, uh, technology clients, software technology clients, is running uh, a whole series of. Um, Consumer customer not consumer but customer B two B customer uh, conference on 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 the on twenty four platform and inside the platform now is an ask Lucy and if you uh, so inside on twenty four they click on ask Lucy and up pops a chat window where they can um, uh, interact with with the the content and this is all their sales and marketing content around their products. Um, uh, uh, you know, again, this is a, I don't even know how big they are. Let's call them a, uh, uh, you know, $50 billion software company. Wow. Uh, um, that's, that's using it. So, um, and the cool part actually, uh, as, as they roll, as they roll it out, it will be public. So it's actually going to be, you know, all you have to do is register for to go to their event and on 24 and you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to see and interact with, with Lucy there. Um, you know, pr- the interesting thing is most of our clients, uh, w- you know, we, we don't get the opportunity to talk about, yeah. um, but uh, recently Pepsi, uh, you know, did some, um, uh, some public, sessions with us uh webinar and 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 more communication so it's it's really cool that we can we can share and uh and and uh and and people can actually see and and watch lucy as part of that uh Mm -hmm. and uh but one of the you know the the crazy things is at pepsi they call lucy ada ada and it's uh named after ada lovelace who was the first um uh, computer programmer ever, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Ada and, and uh, Stefan Gans, who's the the client there in the uh, global insights area at Pepsi, literally has a, a I think it's a LinkedIn post where he tells exactly what the roadmap is, mm-hmm. and he's got you know we're we're going to roll it out to these first number of uh, you know first number of users, grow that to hundreds of users, roll it out to thousands of users, roll it out to more groups. And that's what's happening at Pepsi. So, uh, you know, we started with uh, one group, and we now have five groups, uh, you know, five big areas, uh, different areas working, and, and they continue to grow the expansion. Um, you know, because Lucy is a tool that works very well for you know, a, you know, a few hundred people, but it also works for a few thousand people. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we talk a lot about marketing research and insights because. That's a little bit about our history. We worked with those groups so we understand how to communicate. But we have people rolling there out for, you know, sales automation. We have people rolling Lucy out for um, IT documentation. How about, mm-hmm. a, how about one of the world's largest insurance companies who has all of their IT documentation in Lucy? And so we say, um, how do I connect this system with that system and the, and the, and and so it's their subject matter expertise in IT for the, you know, uh, literally eight thousand IT people in the company. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it could be HR. Uh, again, where do you have volumes of information that you need to share and bring forward? Uh, you know, uh, it, it works anywhere. Uh, operations manuals. Uh, it would just it, it works anywhere. We had one client. Um, put in uh, literally it was the service manuals for aircraft engines. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy would bring back the, uh, the right answer, the right piece of information mm-hmm. when you asked the question, uh, um, you know, about the, this valve and and how do I adjust it? And boom, you know, you're wow. there.
1: It's interesting that because I mean there's there's a few there's a few things I could see um potential for. One is you mentioned there that lucy can be integrated into other bots. I can see the I can almost see or at least in my mind what the like knock on effects would be and whether you can talk about this or not I don't know but one is that if you can integrate into other things then obviously we're all, we're all aware of the growth around Microsoft Teams and everybody jumping onto Microsoft Teams over the last 12 months and before that working remotely and all that kind of stuff. And subsequently, obviously, using platforms like Power Virtual Agent and things like that and integrating those bots into teams for things like kind of things that you touched on, really, you know, IT support, HR support, those kind of internal teams that support the business, automating some of those transactions, some of those queries. So one is I can see real value in getting this plugged into something like Microsoft Teams, whether that's something, I'm sure that's something you're already thinking of. But then also, uh, you said that the one of these clients with on24 is, is thinking about releasing stuff publicly i'm starting to think the more I, the more you talk about it and the more I hear about it i don't i'm not i'm not clear necessarily on the difference between exactly what you've been describing searching internal knowledge bases internal documentation getting people answers and also searching public facing systems and information and and etc that is intended to be public facing like you're talking there it documentation but that could just as easily be insurance policy documentation or it could just as easily be uh password reset information or whatever the case may be that customers on the front end would find value for so i'm just wondering whether this internal system is step one and whether things like integrating with teams integrating with other environments and platforms potentially front end so i'm not asking you to release the roadmap, but it seems to me like a logical <laughs> a logical place for this is is why stop into at the internal
0: uh well so first of all um so i mean so much of what you just asked let me let me address uh, teams and <laughs> Sorry, slack. I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting away with yeah. getting away
1: myself because i can just that, yeah. you know you can just see the huge potential
0: you know right so teams and slack uh, you know being the two largest kind of um, communications platforms that are that are happening in this world so and slack is, not, is different than teams but they have the some of the same functionality um, and uh, i will you know, without announcing anything, say I have beta software running Teams and Slack and Lucy right now. Mm. So, I can do a query from from those devices, and and, and uh, so that will be in in market. Um, uh, I'll just say it. You know, assumably this year, where you can make a request, ask you know, in effect, ask Lucy inside the those those. Um, you know, chat environments and Lucy will, will, uh, provide answers. Um, uh, again, I mean, just an awesome, awesome space. The okay. public facing thing, um, really is, uh, uh, uh avail- you know, I'll say it's absolutely available today. It's just about the data that somebody puts in there and how they decide to, to expose it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, majority of our clients are using single sign-on from their environments to secure data. Um, but as you start looking at, uh, and I'll, uh, there, there's uh, there's a middle layer which is sales automation. So it's really public information, but it's enabling the salespeople to find it so they can disclose it to the to the prospect, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but it's really it's almost the same information that they would put on the website or somewhere else. Hmm. So we're, so we're already doing, um, that public information side. So what I described in the on 24 environment, I mean, yeah, you're registered to attend their event, but that registration is literally, you know, here's my email address, right? Hmm. You're attending a public, uh, forum. Uh, you know, it's, it's, the. uh, It used to be a week-long thing that people would travel to, uh, but now it's a months-long thing that kind of happens where they have different sessions and and content. And and again, so it's still behind a firewall, but it's very publicly available. It's Mm -hmm. just you have to tell me who you are uh, kind of piece. But there's no reason that Lucy can't be part of of a website and being uh, publicly available, too. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have, uh, um, and again, in that kind of, we, we've had uh, the likes of, uh, you know, I'll call it an appliance manufacturer, air conditioning manufacturer, uh, you know, those kinds of devices where they have lots of manuals and 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 need again. When I'm going to, I just got a new dishwasher. I'm going to the website to find the manual. Well, I'm not going to the website to find the manual. I'm going to the website to find an answer.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) What they provide me is the manual. Mm. But what would happen if they actually could just answer the question? Mm. Like, how do I load the water softener salt in my dishwasher? Mm. That's what I want to know. I don't want the manual. I just happen to have to download the PDF. I have to find that answer in the pdf and then i have to do it but i really just want to know how to do it Hmm. so it's it's that type of um it's a granule inside of the what we're of the document as opposed to the document but right now everybody thinks you know and again this is every manufacturer of appliances you go to their websites what can you get the manual
1: yeah and they're all and most of the time they're, they're all pdfs as well which right you know i don't know what it's like in the us but in in the uk pdfs are and in europe as well pdfs are definitely frowned upon from an accessibility standpoint because they're never marked up properly you know you, headers are just text in bold rather than properly formatted so screen readers can't read them and they just generally try viewing one on a mobile device as well and they are just absolutely horrendous you know
0: Right, where Lucy actually has the capability of, um, you know, asking that again from a, uh, we call it ADA um, compliance, which is American Disabilities Act. Mm. And yeah, so the idea is, um, while a PDF isn't necessarily ideal, Lucy can make it better because uh, we can find that answer. The problem being there's still the potential of it's a chart. <laughs> yeah. You know, here, yeah. here's the image. Uh, yeah. There's text around the image and we can present the text, but yeah. but end of the day, um, uh, you know, and the, the, the screen reader can read our answer. But again, when it refers to image A and pour it in that, you know, yeah. Slot mark twelve on the image. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't interpret that for people.
1: Yeah. Or the image with the blank alt tag, <laughs> uh, which is always the case. Oh, sometimes those PDFs are just flat documents themselves, aren't they? Scans of letters and all that kind of stuff, which right, which is not good for users. Um, but it got me thinking. There, I was talking to someone the other day who, um, well, we were talking about because you're talking there around policy documentation, you're talking about manufacturers releasing, you know, here's here's everything you need to know about this appliance. Boom, there is a big, massive, long document. But lots of websites work in the exact same way. Here's a page with a title and it's on there somewhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so content teams now and marketing teams are in this position where most of the time, uh, nine times out of 10, their content has been hard-coded, if you like, into a CMS and that's where it lives, that's where it belongs. And the, the way that that is surfaced is on the front end of a website. But all of a sudden you build an app and you want the same answer to the same question or some similar content, you now need to go to your CMS, take that content, duplicate it into your app, and then it exists there. Then all of a sudden, if you wanna send an email a newsletter or an email campaigns going out and you want to try and find that content so now you've got content in two places and you take it into a different place and you stick it into your email system and you reword it or whatever and so you've got content floating about all over the place there's no single source of truth and so a lot of content teams uh, at the moment and, and have been for the last few years are trying to get a way where you can have specific pieces of content that are there to serve a specific user need and that they are accessible either through a headless CMS or via API so that that exact piece of content lives independent of the website, lives independent of the app and independent of your email uh, system. And all it is is wherever it needs to be served, it's served from that central location. And there is huge work going on in... Lots of government organizations are trying to do this. Uh, Lots of insurance organizations, the same kind of thing, trying to just trawl through all of their content, understand exactly what need each thing is fulfilling, break it up into bite-sized chunks, and then put it into a place where it can be accessible from any system. But that's almost exactly what you've just described, (laughs) that Lucy is doing is that broadly speaking how it's working? Is it's trying to find the exact piece of content that solves a specific need? Um, and so how do you think that, is Is there value in this solution for those kind of teams looking at trying to organize their content more sensibly?
0: Um, yeah, well, so, I mean, first of all, I've been those teams historically. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I go back, um, uh, and I'm going to go really date myself, but in the 90s, I was, I had a, a database. So I worked at 3M in the 90s, um, early 90s, like 92. And I had, a, I used to have a database that published a CD ROM of 26, um, it was uh, 2,600 products for a division inside 3M. And we, and we put, so we published this CD. And so when the internet came out and when we launched 3M.com, the first content there was those products, which I wrote software to publish the same database to the web. So when I, so like literally <laughs> you're describing a problem that I was working on in 92. <laughs> so, so my mind might be imploding just a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, so one of the things, and um, Again this this is the, the time to market so when you're trying to solve that problem and finding the data and I and I believe in what you said you need a, you need content and reusable content you need to pull it out and push it and, and, and be able to put it in a brochure and put it on a website and put it in a chat as required so a hundred percent with you on that. But the same statement is, and then you need to build a data lake, and then you need to be, you know, a data warehouse, data lake, data mart, what, you know, all these words. Uh, you need the CMS, you need all these things. And so part of what Lucy was designed to do is not need any of that. But it's not necessarily for all the places you could use that. So it doesn't really stop those projects, hmm. but it immediately enables you to get to, to do what we need to do. So our, uh, our implementation timelines, six weeks, eight weeks. And so, and, and we, if, if there's a, a reticence in the process, it's people are saying, well, we have to get our data organized.
1: Hmm.
0: And my answer is no, you don't. It's already there. You already have it. You're thinking that, so, you know, people, uh, and I just had a big insurance company, you know, come back saying, you know, we really got to get our data organized. (laughs) Uh, you know, that's just an excuse and somebody wants to do a project and all kinds of things. Um, and it's not that you don't need to get your data organized, but you already have worker folders, you already have storage things. This is internal, not external. You know, yeah, you want to make sure that uh, we're not publishing the wrong stuff. But remember, um You know, inertia is a hell of a thing in organizations, right? These bodies at rest are going to stay at rest. And the value proposition is well, turn it on with the data that is organized. And then each week or each month, add six new data sources, Hmm. right? It doesn't all have to be there day one. But the more it's there, the better it is. And what we try to do is say, hey, focus on a use case what's the purpose, and match the data you put in there. So we don't just want all the data if there's no use case for it. Let's start with we're going to do this, and we need – so this is the data we need. Then we're going to do this, and then this is the data we need. And then we're going to do this, and then this is the data that we need. So over time, all of the data gets in there. It comes up on use cases. But the other cool part is because it's a learning system and it's AI – um, you did the first use case and and Lucy learned you know a hundred new acronyms and fifty new concepts and all kinds of things as part of that implementation. We do the second. Lucy learns six new acronyms because the other hundred already apply. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you're doing the sixteenth implementation, and there's just one new acronym, right? So hmm. you have a small group of people, with a very good use case with the matching data and, and begin that training because that training will apply to everything else. But if you wait a year or two years to fix your data, then, sorry, <laughs> I have, uh, you know, uh, 20-something kids who think they should just FaceTime me <laughs> any time of the day.
1: At least all your, all your smart speakers don't ring when your phone goes off. My phone goes off. The whole house vibrates and
0: shit. Well, I'm at the office. My, uh, the, the only smart speaker here is this one. Um, so uh, uh, so by waiting two years, you lose two years of learning on the AI. So why not begin now, mm. pick fifty people, a use case, and these three SharePoint files, you know, SharePoint areas. Mm. Then put another hundred and fifty people in this use case and six more SharePoint, and and then you add Power BI and and make it a make your own roadmap of knowledge management. And uh, and as long as the knowledge that the first group of people needs is available, you'll be, you can drive success. The other thing is, you know, this is a, there's an element of organizational change management because the old world was knowledge is power, right? So I, I'm the expert. You have to come to me for that expertise, so on and so forth. Well, with baby boomers retiring, all kinds of other things, c- corporations have realized that's not a good system because yeah. the knowledge is walking out the door. And so what we need to do is get the organization to understand that publishing is powerful and valuable sharing your knowledge and and then um and allowing you to do that so you know i talked about um the insurance company uh, with using it so so there's a process in lucy i ask a question and the the cio has said inside this organization please ask lucy first so you ask, and then and then it says Lucy asks you, "Did you find what you're looking for?" And if the answer is no, there's a it kicks off a methodology where it publishes to their subject matter experts in a in with an existing system that where they can answer the question. So level two is a subject matter expert answers the question, but the amazing thing is that repository is also in Lucy. So if once they've answered it there, next time it's available in Lucy. Mm. So over time, all questions end up back in Lucy, Mm. even if it takes a subject matter expert to to provide you the answer. Mm. Um, So the, the way to get to the subject matter expert is first ask Lucy. If Lucy doesn't know the answer, and again, it's a learning system, and there's always two questions. Does Lucy not understand? And the answer is there which we have a methodology to, to fix those flaws, but those flaws are just that, that's the AI learning, right? Mm. And sometimes it takes manual intervention, but we, that all happens, but then it's done. The mm. second thing is the data available in Lucy. If not, do we need to find another data source to attach, or do we need to create that data for Lucy? And so here they're creating the answers on the fly that feed back into Lucy. So the whole repository grows every day with every question that Lucy doesn't know mm. is still adding value to the Lucy and the process. But Lucy is the front end of that process. Mm.
1: That's a good. That's a good idea. That it's basically like exactly like Alexa answers, isn't it? Amazon can't answer a question. They send it to the community. The community answers it. Feed it back in. But it's a good right. way of of solving for them bottlenecks because every department and every t- and every team has someone who's been there ten years, twenty years, knows absolutely everything, knows all the workarounds, knows this and that. And if they get hit by a bus. The whole team is screwed. The organization yeah. is screwed, you know? And so having that methodology where it actually escalates a question to people for them to answer it, it's like a, a drip-feeding, iterative way of taking that knowledge out of the bottleneck and getting it into the system, you know, which I really right. like. Um, the other, I've got two more questions, um, which I think would be nice to touch on. You've, you've alluded to both of them. One is um, the... Uh, there was one I had before that, now my memory's gone. One was about the, the implementation timelines, and, the, and... Oh, yeah. So one was about the implementation timelines and what's involved in the implementation. But first, we'll do um, the thing that skipped my mind again of... Oh, what is it? Implementation... Let's do implementation timelines first, actually. So you mentioned that it's six to eight weeks, and hopefully the other question will come back. Six to eight weeks or so for, for implementing... Whats involved in that what oh no I've got it I've got it it's come back to me. it's come back to me. <laughs> you mentioned use cases and prioritizing, so finding an area to start doing it there, you know maybe it's one team, maybe it's one system, finding any use case to start with. So there's lots of different methodologies of prioritizing use cases, and it will differ depending on whether you're doing something for a contact center for people listening. If you're doing something for a contact center assistant, if you're doing something for a chatbot, if you're doing something for a voice assistant, various different methodologies that you can use to put a roadmap together and a strategy together. How do you approach deciding where to start and what use cases to start with? Because it's different yeah. internally, isn't it? You work with internal things, right. internal documentation. What, what what kind of thought process do you use to find out where to start?
0: Well, the, the, the easiest answer is there's a product champion, somebody who's trying to do something in an organization. So they probably lead you um, to that first use case. Uh, that said, if you're doing more of a strategy session, there, uh, you know we start doing persona modeling you know we'll, we'll use some terms that everybody knows and understands right we want to understand who the user is and what they want what they're trying to do um then you you, you know when you're trying to prioritize it's a, there's a you know a couple of things what is the value proposition you know, what is the value to the organization if these people can do things better and faster um how easy is it meaning is the data readily available are the systems and processes readily available, uh, um, for the individuals, uh, you know, those types of things. Um, and, and so we try to help them, you know, prioritize where they're going to get the most bang for their buck, where, uh, including what's, uh, you know, low hanging fruit. So, uh, we talked about, you know, category one being all of those, uh, SharePoint box, Dropbox, uh, kind of repositories, uh, and uh, and so those are all pre-integrated. When I say that, um, uh, our customer success team can has a point and click interface, and there's some process, and there may be some tokens and integration to make sure the security layers are there. But that's done without development. So so the more we're in that space, the faster, easier it goes. Mm. Um, as you start getting into. Uh, tableau and powered bi known systems known apis but there's still actual work to be done to connect the two and select the right ones and get everything you know to get everything configured that requires a mini project to do as opposed Mm -hmm. to just a customer success person Mm -hmm. and then custom systems inside an organization that may have an api or not that may you know that's an integration. Again, a mini project, but a bigger version of that, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how enabled it is. But let's assuming it's enabled to be able to do these types of things. Um, you know, it's it, and so the, the ideally we start with the first category,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and and really the second category being third party data that we already know about too. There's some third-party data we don't know about, so that's, again, a mini-project. <laughs> but if we can identify things that are already integrated, it's click, 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 and, uh, and uh, then there's some ingestion time where the computer needs to... Sp- Lucy needs to spend some time literally reading all the documents, listening mm. to all the documents, watching all the videos. Um, uh, and once she does that, she's ready to roll.
1: Nice. That is good. I like that. Um, so... I'm sorry, I'm just trying to put this thing up here because I'm going to ask you uh where people can go to try it. But I think I know because I've just googled it. It's lucy.ai. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so do do that. Do head to lucy.ai if you want to uh try this out. What I'll do is in the show notes I'll definitely put the uh, the Pepsi webinar that you referenced. That'll yep. definitely go in there. And is there anywhere else you'd recommend people to go Dan, if they want to follow Lucy AI um you know, if they're interested
0: What's the best thing for them to ever do? Well, uh, you know, we're we're out there uh, on social media, uh, which you can get through from lucy.ai. We we do we have a whole series of uh, uh, seminars and uh, webinars uh, scheduled yet this year, um, where there'll be more opportunities to to um, to see. Um, uh, see and learn, uh, and in a, uh, and then in the, the last piece is we're, we're as events start back up, <laughs> you will, uh, uh, you will be able to see us, uh, out in the, uh, I assume out in the world. Um, uh, I, and, uh, I could probably mail you, email you some events to, to, to put there. uh, uh we just signed some contracts this week to participate and sponsor. And, uh, and there is one of which is in the UK. So, wow. uh, assuming they'll let me in, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I am double vaccinated. I am, uh, uh, I, I have a, I have a passport. I will see what we'll see if they'll let me in.
1: Good, good. Well, those those two things are a good start. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, yeah, Defo, We'll put those links in there, and hopefully, if you are in the UK, maybe we'll get a chance to have a beer. That'll be nice.
0: Uh, to go, I want to go to a pub. I want Defo. to. I Defo. want to. So uh, do
1: I. So do I. Yeah. Mate. It's been. Uh, <laughs> Feels like forever. I have actually snuck to a couple of pubs here and there, but, um, but yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, Dan, really appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, and definitely people who are tuning in, whether it be that on LinkedIn, YouTube or on the podcast, do check out lucy.ai and we'll, won't see you next week i I'm on holiday next week, uh, taking a well-deserved break, uh, <clears throat> he says, and, um, we'll be back the week after. I think we've got Avaya on the podcast the week after, um, I think. I'll double check, but there's someone coming up. I'm sure it's going to be fun. So so we'll see you all in a few weeks' time. Cheers now.
0: Thank you.